Hi, I'm Lori Denning, and welcome to my podcast, The 20-Minute Scriptorian, where I explore the LDS scriptures and the path of the disciple of Christ. I'm a longtime gospel doctrine teacher, sometime institute and seminary teacher, and a current theology student. My friends and I are often discussing history, context, and theology, and thought that you might appreciate it too. I think of it as a bridge between academic and inspiration. However, these opinions are my own and not an official representation of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks again for listening, and I hope this will be a blessing to you on the road to discipleship. Welcome back, Scriptorians. I'm Lori, and you are joining me as we finish up Hebrews from Come Follow Me. I want to change gears a little bit today, so uh, bear with me as we jump into the end and really answer the question of, if Christ is the greater way, what is our role? What is it we have to do? So, as we've been talking in so many episodes here on the book of Hebrews, which I've told you how much I love, um, I love the references to the Old Testament. I love how it is uh, pushing us to really dig and and think through things like covenant and sacrifice and the role of the Savior and his sacrifice. And so it just has such a deep gospel context that I love it. And so, and it seems you just keep going back to this well. Uh, but I want to change gears a little bit today because we've talked so much about the high priest, the sacrifices, the role of the temple, and and see if we can't see what, at the very end, in the very last few chapters, what the author is going to try to do is apply it and say, well, that's all great if you understand all those technical-y things, but what does that mean to us as, as disciples, those that are on the covenant path? What do we have to do? So, so bear with me as I share a few uh, personal stories on this one, but a number of years ago, I decided that I was going to try a half Ironman triathlon. Uh, now, I, I had I have a bad knee, and I've had a knee replacement since, but I thought I'm going to do the first two events, which they call an aqua bike. Um, and I had been training for both a short, shorter one and then these longer ones, but I've been uh, doing a triathlon, which is a swim, bike, and a run, for most people probably for pretty familiar. Now, I had never been an endurance athlete. Like I was, I was middle-aged, I'm overweight, I have a bad, really bad knee and um, from an earlier accident when I was younger. And, but I, I just knew in my heart that I could do it. I would be really good at swimming and biking and running. And so again, I, I had been athletic when I was younger and I knew how to work hard, I knew how to plan. I was really confident that I would just be this champion triathlete. Yeah, you can see where the story's gonna go. Anyway, I, I selected a race date and it was, uh, even picked an event that was pretty flat. And then excited some travel, I had some travel, so I would wasn't close to home, so I was making it kind of fun. Uh, and a good friend of mine joined me and I even hired a coach. I got the bike, all that. Now I had been doing some shorter events. Um, so I had been training and, and, and my friends have been doing it with me. And so we did these, they did, there's all kinds of distances you can do kind of like a marathon, you can do a 5k or marathon. And I been doing the shorter distances and learning how to do it over a couple of years. So this was like the first time I'd done it, but this longer distance, I, I really hadn't done. And this is something else. I mean, it is an all day event. And so I just, you know, if, if we were doing a, a TV montage, this is where you would watch me doing this heroic training and, um, you know, eating properly and training every morning and getting up. And then at the end, I would be on the top step of the podium. And, and but, you know, I might have some struggles, but I would ultimately overcome in this movie version of me. But that's not exactly how my story went. So um, while it does have quite a few adventures and there's some laughs and some setbacks, it does not end with me winning or anything 
like it. And in fact, this is the story how I came in dead last with a local police officer driving the car behind me to just pick up the course cones and the markers as I struggled to finish. This is my story about faith, not just a simple faith, but overcoming doubts, drawing on a rich history and really ultimately overcoming. And I think this story is the story that echoes of Hebrews, the story of Hebrews. So if you'll excuse my kind of pedantic nature of triathlon trading, it, it taught me a lot of deep truths that paraf- uh, paraphrase or uh, parallel this, this sermon. And so um, the first thing I think is this, you know, striving that, that we've been hearing about, that Christ is this better way um, and, and that he makes available to us the goal. And, but it's faith that's going to allow us to achieve it. So whenever you think of a big event like a triathlon, right, a goal, right, you think about finishing it. So you kind of envision yourself on the finish line and you might even have your hands raised in victory. And, and in this case, you know, I, I cut out pictures and put them like on my mirror and I obsessively watched YouTube videos about triathlon and swimming and biking and training and watched all the Ironman events where they're in Hawaii and all these, you know, just amazing events of these athletes. And so when I started to finish a uh, picture of the, the finish line. And, and I think that's just like the author of Hebrews. He's, he tells um, that God desires for us to enter into his rest. And that's Hebrews 2. So he says he wants you to return to him. There's this big victory goal. And isn't that exactly what we're shooting for? So remember, Hebrews is telling us there's a big goal entering into God's rest. Now remember at the very beginning of Genesis, right at the very beginning, the very first page, um, God creates the heavens and the earth and, and then the waters and the lights and, and the animals and the, all the things. And on the seventh day, it says he stops and he rests. And there's no, there's no nighttime. There's no end to the seventh day. It's still going on. And, and he creates this garden for us to, to be in his rest and, and his Sabbath. It's the Sabbath with the same word as stop. He stops and he rests. And so you think of this heavenly garden, this perfect place where he wants us to return to. Um, and that's kind of that salvation. He wants us to return to Eden, to be in his presence again, to approach him, to be pure and holy, and to come back into his presence. And that's kind of Hebrews is reminding us of that. And so just like my triathlon, right, I, I had this goal and I wanted to, to get there. And so you keep it in mind. So Hebrews is going to use these references over and over of of this, uh, the tabernacle or the temple, which is the the pathway back or coming back into the present, uh, the presence of God. And and again, the Hebrews is saying, you know, the way remains open for us to enter the path. And even those who formerly received the good news but didn't make it because of disobedience, right? Hebrews four, but those they can still return. And so I I love that. Um, like the Hebrews, I had this worthy goal and I wanted to finish it. And to be able to do that, though, I need to make it happen. So I had to train. So I think that's the second point that 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 Hebrews is trying to tell us. It's just like that running that race. You have to do the training. So you have to live a, a life of the disciple. So we talked about that a little bit in five through eight. You have to um, do the hard work. You have to understand the basics, faith, repentance, baptism. You have to have the Holy Ghost. You have to have... Uh, studied the word of God. And, and as you do those things, you're, you'll be enlightened, right? So you have to do the work. So, and I love how he says it in four, he says, 
Let us make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such dis disobedience. So something's required. You know, we have to do something. And uh, so anyway, so I trained, I, I got a coach and, and I love the bike uh, and I like swimming and I hate running um, because I'm kind of a, I'm just not a runner. I hate it. But I just trained and trained and trained and I watched my food. I lost weight and it's, you know, years of this. And just every morning I'd get up early and I had this plan and I would do it religiously, pardon the phrase, but I would get up and run or I would weigh out my food and it was just months of this. And I think that's a little bit of what Hebrews is telling us. Look, you're going to have to train for this event. This isn't something that's just handed to you. You're going to have to, to work really hard uh, to get there. So anyway, I, uh, I, I, I did all those things that I was supposed to do, right? I was, I, I was never very good at it, but I, was, I knew I could do the distances. I was getting better at swimming. Um, I could ride the bike that far. Uh, I was learning to do hills and really hard things. There's a bunch of nutrition things you have to do. You can't just, you know, go out there and run for six or eight hours and and, uh, and without having the food part down as well. And and so um, I think that's that's a section. Now there's one last section um, in the training that's that I think is the point I wanted to make, and that is what Hebrews is going to call faith. And he talks about um, a special ingredient, and he says this. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So it's not having faith in ourselves or faith in some piece of the world or some other man or woman. It's the secret ingredient is faith in our Savior. So just as Christ paid the price for sin, his grace ultimately save us, saves us, but we must believe in him being faithful to his commandments. I love that that connotation that that faith is faithfulness and faithfulness is action. We must act as he asks us to, expressing that we have faith. It's not it's not just belief, it's action. Faith is a decision. And he says it reminds us that we are to love others, be hospitable to strangers, uh, remember those in prison. He specifically mentions those in Hebrews 13. He's saying this is how we show that we have faith is that we do something about it. So he's giving us these instructions. So it's it's more than just belief. It's definitely belief, but it's more than belief. It's action. It's obeying the Lord, showing him uh, our belief in, in obeying him. Uh, you know, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it, so it seems that we can enter into God's rest if we follow and keep faith in him and, and showing that we, we're still trying. So we, we keep going. So how did the triathlon finish? You probably ask. I already told you it didn't end very well, but I had this great goal in mind. I, I had faith and I had trained for months. I'd followed my coach's instructions and I, I could swim now long distances and I could bike really long distances and I could walk, trot, walk, the run part. And I knew the nutrition. I had practiced shorter distances. I had mental mantras that were keeping me going. I had friends helping me. And when I was out on that course that day, it was hot and humid. And just the burden of the race, it became just overwhelming. At about mile 40 of the bike ride, 40, 40 miles, after I've already swum a little over a mile, mile 40, there's this one mile hill climb. And it's like 18%, it's this famous hill. And uh, I had to get off my bike and walk up it at the end. And I just started to just despair. I, I just thought, I'm never going to finish this thing. I don't even know if I want to finish this thing. Why did I, why am I doing this? This, this dumbest thing is so hard. 
And I just, if I'd had my phone with me, I think I just would have called and just laid my gear on the side of the road and said, you know, forget it. Um, and I, I would just forget it. But th there's no getting out of it at this point. The only way back is to ride along. Anyway, we, we kept going. Um, I'm going to tell a, bit, a little bit of the, the other part of the story, but get to this run part. And I, I wasn't even running. I'm just walking at this one point of the triathlon. And, uh, and I just was just so ashamed as this police officer drove up and he's like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And, uh, I always have my race bib on and my gear and, and he is picking up the cones and just driving behind me. And he keeps saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, shut up, go away. I, I'm just in misery here. I've got a couple more hours of this. And, um, and so I'm kind of embarrassed, right? He's even stopping traffic as we cross the, uh, the, the various intersections of the road and, and kind of find out I'm the, like the last one. I'm the dead last in this race. So I am so far behind. And, um, and right as I'm just like, oh, forget it. I hear my name called and I look up and there's my buddy, uh, Diane, who had come out to run the race with me and she'd finished hours ago and she backtracked the run and and run all the way back to find me. And, uh, and just to, to help me finish the race. And I just remember just being so overwhelmed with the kindness and just also like, just cried, you know, oh, I hate this thing, what am I doing? It's so stupid. And um, and she just listened to me as we walked, I mean, this time we're just walking along and uh, just coaxed me along, hey, let's jog a little, let's walk a little. And we kind of walk around these last miles. And I remember she's already done it and she's already run back and now having to run the last section. And she just encouraged and pushed and pulled and argued and teased me through every final step of those last miles. When I wanted to sit down, she pulled me to my feet. While she'd already done her uh, gigantic triathlon and the extra hours and the extra miles, she just never ever gave up on me. And we crossed the finish line together. And in fact, she made it, she made it keep it up for me so that it was there when I got to the end. And I finished. And that's when I knew what a true friend was. She'd not abandoned me, but she walked every step of that trial with me. And without her, I would never have finished. And that is like Christ. When we put in the effort, he carries us. He carries our burdens with us. Uh, and through him, my struggles, when I'm at my weakest and I'm the last one to finish, and all the hope and trials that I've done are just not enough, he comes back and he saves us, right? It's his grace and it's his salvation. He never gives up, but he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So I think it's press forward with faith and having hope in Christ because he is the one who will help us. He is the greater way. He is the one that shoulders our burdens and, and we can show him our faith by doing the work, having the goal to enter back into his rest. But ultimately, he's the one that walks the steps along with us. That is why I love the book of Hebrews.